When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hale Varsity Radio, Friday edition. We're in studio and other parts, not at the golf course today. That makes me sad, but go check out the Pinnacle Bank Championship this weekend at the club at Indian Creek. We say hi to Brady Altman's. Uh, all things Nebraska at Brady Oltman's on Twitter is where you find him. Brady, what's good? It's been an interesting week of practice. Guys are gearing up to get out of the dorm. They're cheering that if you listen to Mr. Bullocks, of course. But it's uh, it's firmed them up a little bit as they get ready for Minnesota less than, uh, than, than two weeks away. Uh, Brady, I want to ask you, what are you – what does Nebraska need to have tomorrow in that first major fall scrimmage? Uh, they need to get out healthy. Uh, that's a ding, first ding, and ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, well, it's and you mentioned the dorms. I think that was it's one of those quirky things. I think a lot of people, you know, marked as like uh, I remember the Titans esque thing of team bonding and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And there's there certainly is elements of that, but. I remember back in the winter talking with some some friends down in Texas and asking former Baylor beat writers what he did just to get a sense of practice. And they said that he likes night practices, but he likes to mix it up too. And then at on one of the practices here, this I think it was this last week, Rule kind of said like, you know, they have night practices, they have morning practices. When the media is there, they're morning practices. They tend to be morning practices when they're, when they're we are there. And part of that is he wants them to be used to being uncomfortable. He doesn't want them in a set, like rigid schedule because college football is weird. You're going to get thrown curveballs. You know, you're going to kick off at uh, 10 a.m. in Boulder, and sometimes, you, and they're going to kick off in a you know a primetime game in Minneapolis the week before. You know, like part of it is just getting people and the the players prepared for different circumstances like that. And I think you when you when you talk them together, rooming with people they don't know on other sides of the ball, some people who have been here for five years with new freshmen, you you get not only the team bonding, but you kind of they learn to roll with the punches a little bit and sleep in beds that aren't theirs. And I think all of that together kind of works into the team bonding thing, but also this team's gonna be prepared for unique situations that they may not have otherwise been prepared for in, in recent years. Brady Oltman's with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. And Brady, maybe the most important question I'll ask you today when you talk about this team bonding, has the team gotten together and saying ain't no mountain high enough yet in fall camp? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And not to my knowledge, but I will be camped out on South and O Street tonight just in case they do the the stomp down the street and then the the hand movements. But I think... But hey, but they went to Champions Fund Center, whatever the you know the golf yesterday, and yesterday. So I that's about as close as you can get in twenty twenty three to doing that, right? <laughs> I, I think that counts. That works. Yeah, good old remember the Titans, man. Good movie. Well, Love Denzel, 
and uh, love talking to uh, the coach. And, and Schmitty, as we saw from that video, a look in, they may have not sang Ain't No Mountain High Enough, but they did sing Freestyle by a Little Baby, which is this generation's version of, of uh, Marvin Gaye. I can't say it with a straight face. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that that's a one-to-one right there. Uh, Brady, let's dive in a little bit here to, to Coach White as he – uh, met with the media today, a uh, few players as well, but it was a defensive day, and also Coach Dvorak chimed in. And what, what's the the sense you get of this defense? Are they going to have to be the strongest part of this football team early, two weeks away? Are you concerned about the offense where they're at? Are you concerned about the defense? What, what's your temperature like? Um, I think right away. I think right away they need some consistency out of the defense, a strong play. They can't get into boat races right out the gate. They need some consistency from the defense to stop offenses, and they need to show some sort of proficiency to create turnovers. Uh, I think that's one knock that Nebraska fans could have with – one of many knocks the Nebraska fans could probably have with the defense in recent years. They just didn't create turnovers. That's one thing Tony White loves to do. Um, famously, his his last defense in Syracuse was nicknamed the Mob because they would just flock to the ball and get and get the ball out. I think talking with him and talking with players, you know, they go through in daily multiple drills of knocking the ball loose and getting at the football. That's certainly a running theme. I think they need that out of the defense because you don't know what you're going to get with Jeff Sims. Still, he's a high ceiling guy, but when you look at him and you can't really go one-to-one Georgia tech and Nebraska, the resources just aren't one-to-one there. But when you got a guy who hasn't shown that he can consistently take care of the football, I think you have to lean on your defense to keep you in games and give you that opportunity in case the offense takes a game or two to fully get up to speed and on the same page and doesn't make any boneheaded mistakes like that. I know that that's something that the coaching staff is trying to, to cut down on, but when I think of right out the gate, the defense needs to be the ones that uh, kind of bat in the hatches and is the, the aggressive bind that kind of keeps the team together and allows the offense to, to get some breathing room, get their feet under them, and then make some drives and try to get some points. Brady, with, uh, with Tony White's Syracuse defense being nicknamed the mob, do you see any similarities between Tony White and uh, Don Corleone? Uh, no, but I, you know, standing there, he looked like a, he looked like a Tony Soprano to me, you know, he looked like a, just a real, a real sharp dude. Uh, and really, you know, if we want to go that far with it, you could say Rob Dvorak was a sill, you know, real quality stand up okay. guy, not real knock around guy, but who's, who's Paulie. Oh man. You got it. Is Evan Cooper the closest thing to a Paulie that they've got? I does mean, he snap his fingers and say bread over here? I mean, does he? Yeah. Does he... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did, did you hear what I said, Coach? Hey, did you hear what I said? I said, hey. Um, I, 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 but I think that there's a there's an element to, I think, the to the buy-in of it. Evan Cooper is also big on, like, creating the turnovers, getting the ball hawk stuff. Uh, Rob Dvorak, there's something to be said that the Carolina Panthers would not allow him to leave right away. They wanted him to finish out the season in his capacity as, as an assistant coach. Whereas, you know, Ed Foley and, and Corey Campbell got to leave right away from Carolina when rule left. 
I think there's something to be said there. I think there's a reason why what one of the recruiting services named him 30 under 30 uh, as a guy to stand out and watch. I think that there's a little bit of smoke there. And hearing, you know, Dvorak talk today, he, he had a kind of a hoarse throat because he'd been yelling in practice, but hearing him talk about the linebackers and Nebraska fans certainly have a lot of expectations and pride associated with the linebacker position. Looking at the way that they're lining up guys now, I think there's a lot of potential. Um, you, know, you know, when you've got Nick and Luke in the Sam and Will spots, and then you've got MJ, Chief, and Jamari working at the Jack and doing more organized pass rushes, that really opens up your defense to do a whole lot of dangerous things. Eric Fields is going to do what this uh, early in this year? I mean, are you talking 15 to 20 snaps? Uh, they like him at Rover. They're wowed by him. I mean, he is well beyond his years physically, and it sounds like it's coming along mentally as well. Yeah, I. it's tough, man, because I – Coaches like him. Evan Cooper likes him. Tony White talked about him today. And then Matt Rule had specifically mentioned him unprompted earlier this week. And when you get all three coaches like that talk about somebody, clearly, clearly something is happening in practice and the tidal wave is there. But when you're asking a kid to adjust to all those different things in the first year, I just don't know what to expect right away. And it's still preseason camp per a Matt Rule thing. We don't talk to incoming or first-year arrival freshmen until practices start up. So maybe we'll hear from Eric uh, still before the first game. But I I don't know snap count, but boy, I tell you what, I'd expect him to do something, to do something and be some sort of contributing part of that defense going forward. Brady, with guys like Eric Fields, either the coaches bring them up because they're playing that well in practice – and they, they really deserve some recognition in front of the media, or it's because the media continuously asks the coaching staff about this guy, and, well, i got to answer the question. I'm going to give an update. Which side of that <laughs> coin is Eric Fields on? Because Matt Rule brought him up in the spring, and I think got a lot of people in the media. It got their ears perked up a little bit. Oh, Eric Fields is being mentioned unprompted during this, this signing day special. What side of that coin is he on, though? Is he being brought up because he's that impressive, or is the media just continuously asking about Eric Fields because we've been on high alert about him for a while? That's a little column A, a little column B, uh, if we're being honest. I think, but I think it takes one unprompted message during spring or during fall camp, I should say, and then we kind of log that away in our brains. So when when Rule mentions it, then we know we have to ask Evan Cooper when he's up there because he's working out at Rover, and Evan Cooper kind of describes how he's been doing. And then you ask Tony White about it, and Tony White saying like, "Hey, he's he's a." you know, point A to point B guy, he's going to get the ball. And, you know, we've, we've heard a little bit from Eric in that interesting recruiting story. He's got, you know, his dad is a boxer and he's like a very, he's an overlooked kid, but he's just a physical explosive dude. He gets that from his dad. He's just got that explosiveness. He's got that pursuit. There's that natural ball pursuit. He he was a tackling machine in high school. And I think you're seeing now as he adjusts his body to the college game, that explosiveness is going to pop, you know, to reporters and coaches and whoever is going to be able to see practice. I think that also contributes to it too, because when you got a young kid like that, that's just flying all over the place and is explosive going into blocks, going into routes and stopping runs. I mean, people are going to want to ask questions like who did that. And when they find out that, you know, he's been on campus for, uh, 
for a couple weeks now as opposed to a couple years, that's really going to turn some heads. So I think all of that's a perfect storm for why he's he's standing out there. Brady Altman's with us. Hail Varsity at Brady Altman's on Twitter. About 60 seconds. I'm going to lay out four names. Yes or no as far as Nebraska being able to land them. There's a finite number of spots left. Grant Bricks, Brandon Baker, Amari Sanders, and Tad Tuga. I just butchered that. Forgive me. What's the percentages here, Mr. Cristobal Brady Oatman's? Um, oh man, if I go strictly yes or no in probability of like upper fifty percent to lower fifty, yeah. I get bricks. Yes, Baker. No, um, Sanders. Amari Sanders. San, I'd say Sanders. Yes, and then no for Tatuga. Yeah, yeah. What about what about Jay Sean's Jay Sean Ross? Man, I tell you what, he's an interesting one. But I think at this moment, at this very moment in time, I'd, I'd say yes. I think you've got to ride the momentum. And honestly, I think he's going to see what the defense at Nebraska does. And I think that might, that might if he hasn't decided he wants to go to Nebraska yet, he's going to like what that defense looks like at his spot. And he's going to commit then and there. Brady, we will uh, corral you for a cold one this weekend, all right? <laughs> hey, perfect. Works for me. <laughs> 